Welcome back. This is One Bright Shining. Hope, how was your day? I hope that you had a really wonderful day today. I hope the weather is good where you're at, and I hope there was lots of sunshine in your day. Well, I'm so thankful that you took the opportunity to tune in with me again. I am your host, Shirley Coel. Well, I want to start the podcast this evening to share with you this article that I found. And it's called, it's from escapethewilderness.com. One of the things that I really enjoy is going online and, and finding really helpful, beneficial information that I feel would will help you or encourage you or support you. And I found one today and it's called This was this is called Why is it so hard to wait on the Lord? And this was written January 16, 2020 by Sean. And I felt that it would be beneficial to share the words of um the author because we all have times when we find it hard to wait on the Lord. I know that I do. And this particularly appealed to me today because this is something that I go through. And this, I, as a matter of fact, today I had this very feeling, you know, in my heart that, you know, I, was, I felt like, wow. It's hard. This is hard for me to wait on the Lord. I'm striving and trying to be patient, you know. But it's hard. It's really hard. So let's let's dive into this article together. And I want to confirm the source. This is from EscapeTheWilderness.com and this is by Sean. So let me begin. Are you trusting God for something right now? Do you find it to be a struggle to wait for him to answer your requests? In this article, I want to encourage you to keep waiting for God as he is never late in delivery. Although waiting for God might not seem that easy or fun, God expects you to wait for him. But not only does he want you to wait, he wants you to wait patiently and joyfully for him as long as it takes. How do you do that? Sure, a few days or maybe a week is tolerable, right? But for as long as it takes, what does that even mean? Now, what stood out to me here was... God expects us to wait. So how does it, how does, you know, when I read this to you, what is the thoughts that come into your mind? God expects you to wait. And when I thought about it for me, Upon self-reflection, you know, my thought was, okay, 
I this is something I have to prepare myself to do. God expects me to wait on him if I'm, you know, praying and trusting in him for something. He expects me to wait. So I have to prepare myself to wait for him. Even during the difficult times, like I had, you know, I've been feeling lately. And then the other thing that stood out to me was, but not only does he want you to wait, he wants you to wait patiently and joyfully for him for as long as it takes. So that's what I'm struggling with. I mean, is I struggle with the be patient part. What about you? I mean, I'm sure that like you or maybe many others, you know, I get patient and I get impatient. You know, because I'm asking myself, well, where is God? Where are you, God? Why haven't you answered my prayers? Because I want what I want, when I want it. So I found that this article was really insightful and it was really helpful for me because... It pointed out some really significant uh, points that I realized that I need to work on. And that's being patient. Being patient, waiting as I wait on God. And then it says, and joyfully waiting for Him, as long as it takes. So I know that, you know, my thoughts were discouragement. And there was no joy there in my thoughts. And going through what I'm going through. So, I know that this is something I struggle with and it can be difficult. And I I thought of others, you, my listeners, and I thought, well... Uh, maybe you struggle with this too. And we are in this together. Okay, so Sean goes on to say, I have been praying for a breakthrough in certain areas of my life for quite some time now. I don't mean that I pray occasionally. I mean, I've been praying both alone and with my wife each and every day for God to come through. Both but still no answer. I found this to take tremendous faith to keep pressing on in prayer and waiting expectantly, especially while trying to remain joyful. But I've also found it to be good practice. So there's some very relevant points here. You know, he's sharing that it takes tremendous faith to keep pressing on in prayer. Now, that's very insightful. 
pressing on in prayer as you continually wait for God. And then waiting expectantly. And he says, especially while trying to remain joyful. That's, I'm sure that's a struggle. To remain joyful. But it causes one to think, how can you remain joyful? Well, I mean, I I think you can praise God. You can read Psalms. And you can read hymns. It'll help you to keep joy in your heart. I wonder what your thoughts are about that. And he makes a good point. But I've also found it to be good practice. So, wow. We have, we, this is something that we have to practice. You know, it takes practice to wait on God patiently, pressing on in prayer, waiting expectantly, and then at the same time, remaining joyful. So, wow, we could like, you know, we could look at it in this way. You know, when we, when we find ourselves being impatient and waiting for God, we can put these things into practice and get better at waiting for God. And I really believe that the Lord wants to wants to help us with this. If if we're struggling with waiting patiently for Him, we can ask Him instead of getting all frustrated and and tied up in knots and feeling discouraged or getting down. Pray and ask the Lord to help you. We have to continue and persistently, consistently uh, allowing God to be a refuge in uncertain times in our lives. He goes on to say, I've I've recently had my share of days of kicking and screaming and complaining that God hasn't answered my prayers, but I can assure you It hasn't sped up God or the process in any way. If you're waiting for God to move in your life, the answer is more of God and less of you and your requests. Now, this is another excellent point. If you're waiting for God to move in your life, the answer is more of God and less of you and your requests. I found that I'm most able to press on and joyfully wait on the Lord when I pray to him about the situation and leave it with him. In the meantime, I focus on doing good for him and working on my relationships, relationship with him instead of focusing on the issue that is going on in my life. So that's an excellent insight here. 
while you're waiting on God, the answer is more of God and less of you and what you've requested. Focus on doing good for God and working on your relationship with him instead of focusing on what you're going through in your life. Because honestly, I mean, you know, worrying about whatever the situation, it truly just, it truly doesn't help. It it only makes it worse. So the most comfortable way to wait on the Lord is to shift your focus away from the issue and on to serving the Lord and helping others. Keep believing God for what you've prayed for and be expecting for him to deliver at just the right time. And Sean shared three verses to encourage us while we wait on the Lord. He says, another way to ease the pain of waiting is to immerse yourself in the word of God when the pain becomes unbearable. Find some soothing promises of God and read them out loud and think about them. Pray to God about them and agree that you will wait as long as it takes, and that you trust God to remain, maintain you in the best way while you wait. Also, he encourages us to spend time around other believers. It helps to shift your focus from your problem. To others, and he says that you might as well, since you can't speed up the time through worry, you might as well make yourself help for the others and look for ways to be used by God. Talk to others about the waiting process and see how they cope. This is a great point, you know, because this evening. This was something that I was struggling with today. And, I, you know, I really felt like, let me get on my podcast today and, and talk with you, my listeners. You know, I felt like you, you probably can relate. And I would love to hear from you how you do cope with it. I would love that. So he goes on, Sean goes on and says, um, he shares these scriptures. The first one is Psalm twenty seven fourteen. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And about this particular um, psalm, Sean says, it, takes, it does take strength to wait on the Lord. As soon as you tell God that you're going to wait as long as it takes, guess who shows up? That's right, the devil. He shows up and says, oh yeah, we'll see about that. 
It takes tremendous courage each day to stand firm against the devil and to make a choice to follow God. It takes effort to not give in and get frustrated with God because he's taking too long or not stepping in when it's hard. But understand, he's left you with the power of his spirit within you to press on and keep through it, even joyfully. I really like that. The Holy Spirit will strengthen you each day and throughout the day. But you need to call on him and surrender to him. He goes on to say, the devil will make you angry. And he will remind you that God has taken a long time to deliver on his promises and to answer your requests. But don't let him get to you. He's a nuisance. Send him away in Jesus' name. Keep doing what you know is right and keep doing what you know to do. The second scripture is Lamentations 3.25. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the soul who seeks him. I mean, honestly, the scriptures that I've read about wait patiently the Lord, on the Lord, wait for him. You know, it was like all of a sudden today it just jumped out at me. Waiting on the Lord requires patience. And then it requires for us to wait. And it says that the Lord is good to those who wait for him, the soul who seeks him. Waiting on the Lord, this is Sean again, is a form of obedience. This is a great way to please the Lord and gain his favor over your life. Even if he doesn't answer your primary prayer right away, isn't it nice to be on God's good side? Wow. Waiting on the Lord is a form of obedience. Obedience. Wow. Sean asks, what can you do right now to improve on your daily walk with Jesus? How spiritually mature and knowledgeable do you feel that you are? Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Now this is an excellent scripture in reference to the topic today. Let us not grow weary. And today, that's what I was feeling, weary. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. I was losing heart today. What about you? Do you have times where you grow weary, you start losing heart as you're waiting on the Lord?
And then finally, I mean, it was some excellent points in here. And so I went through it and I shared what I really felt and prayed would be most helpful to you. So I hope that um, it encourages you and I hope it lifts your heart. Now he closes and says, oh, and one quick thought before I wrap this up. If you have prayed for something and are not waiting, be sure you are ready. Just like a farmer who tills his fields and plants his seed in anticipation for the coming rain, which will surely bring a bountiful harvest, be sure that you've prepared your fields to receive your harvest. Are you truly prepared to receive that what you've asked for? Perhaps God is waiting for you to get ready. Waiting isn't fun. It seems like everywhere you go, you are asked to wait. But we're not talking about doctor's offices or traffic here. We're talking about waiting on God. He's the one who's able to make things happen in your life. He's the one who's giving you life and the free gift of salvation through grace. God wants you to spend your time in peace and with joy in your heart. In fact, he expects it. He is giving you all the power you need to walk in peace and joy as you have his power within you. The power of the Holy Spirit. Lean on him when you're weak. Don't let your attitude go bad. He will help you and lift you up. And what an excellent point he leaves here in conclusion. If you find that the devil is getting the best of you, especially while you're waiting on God and experiencing a dry period in your life, turn away from Satan and turn to worship in God. As we learn to do these things, we'll find that waiting on the Lord is actually not that bad. But it does require a shift in our focus, which is, wow. If I could have, have given a title to this article, it would have been a shift in your focus when waiting on God. Even if you praise God and sing worship songs and read the, t the Bible, if you spend time thinking about lack or limitation or what you wish you had, you will get frustrated. So instead, get yourself busy for the Lord and do good while trusting Him to take care of you and expectantly wait for Him to deliver He'll often give you something better that is truly a blessing for you. If he doesn't give you what you've been asking for and you've been waiting, wow. He will often give you something better that is truly a blessing for you. Wow.
Well, that's a thought-provoking final thought to leave with you. So, my friends, what did you think about this article by Sean? Why is it so hard to wait on the Lord? Well, let me leave this thought with you. Keep on waiting for God, just like Sean recommended, as he is never late in delivery. Well, my friends, I am feeling better. And even though today I was struggling, as I'm waiting for God, this article really helped me. I've got to shift my focus off of what I've been praying to God about and focus on Him. Patiently and joyfully. So I've got to take the time this evening to do these things. And I hope that These words have encouraged you as well to do so in your life. Well, I thank you so much. I thank you so much, my friends, for tuning in and sharing some time with me because I really needed to come on here this evening and just share some of my personal thoughts with you, the struggles that I have, in my walk with God. And this thing I am confident of. Whatever our needs are, God will provide. If we're struggling, He'll always lead and guide us. And the, you know, and and it's so evident when I found this article today, you know, the Lord knew exactly what I was struggling with. And Remember the scriptures I've been sharing with you about how the Lord will, he will acknowledge the Lord in all you do. He will guide you. He will guide you and give you direction. This is just evidence of And not only that, in his word, he guides us through the testimony of others. He will guide us and strengthen us and give us direction. And 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 think about the beautiful scriptures that I shared this evening. They were so comforting and encouraging. And particularly the one... Okay, so let me find it again. Because I really like this. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And I really like that. Let us not grow weary. Because that's how I felt today. And I was beginning to lose heart. But this is encouraging. Let us not grow weary. For in due season we shall reap. Because we know that God is going to answer. He's never late on delivery. And you never know. If he doesn't answer in the way you expect it, 
He's got something better in, in mind for you. So, my friends, take shift your focus off the problem and shift your focus on God. Praise God, my friends. Find some hymns, some psalms, read some proverbs, read the Bible, grow closer to the Lord. Show the Lord that you will wait patiently and joyfully on him. Because he wants you to wait. As a matter of fact, he expects you to wait. Well, my friends, I thank you so much once again. And my friends, I feel better already. I feel better already because I came on here and shared some time with you. Have a great evening, my friends. You bring me joy. This is One Bright Shining Hope, and this is Shirley Coel. I am here for you always. You know, my friends, we never, ever walk alone in this life. We are never without guidance and direction for our lives. We are never without someone who is always willing to be there for us to listen when we need someone to listen, when we need comfort, understanding, and strength. When we need wisdom, understanding, and direction in our lives, you as a child of God are never alone. All you have to do is reach out to pray in prayer to God. Reach out to God in your life. Make time to have a personal relationship with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Reach out, my friends. Make time in your life. Make it a priority in your life to draw closer to Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ through the Scriptures. Feel of the Holy Spirit in your life. Live worthy of it, my friends. Strive to live worthy. None of us are perfect, but go to God. Open your heart up. You know, be honest with God. He knows who you are. He knows you intimately. He knows where you are in life. He knows everything that you are going through and experiences. Give it all to God. And remember, our Heavenly Father will show you the way. You know, we read in Proverbs 3, In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. Acknowledge God. Acknowledge Him in all your ways. You have to learn to talk to God every day. No matter where you are, you have a prayer in your heart. Talk to God like He's right there with you. Like the Savior is right there with you. Because the Lord loves you too and desires to have a relationship with you. Walk with God in this life. He will direct 
your path. You are never alone. And you walk in faith and confidence of this in your life every day. One of the most beautiful relationships that you will ever have in this life is with God and the Savior Jesus Christ. Reach out for it. It's there for you. All you have to do is reach out. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a great day.